Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-598-1698. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-598-1698. That's 800-598-1698. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Excuse me. I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me. Get granular. Keep me in the pipeline. But nada. Nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Driving means freedom, exploration, fun, pride, flexibility, friendship, independence. Distracted driving means danger, recklessness, irresponsible, chaos, police, devastation, injuries, death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. We're just rolling right along here as we kick off Hour 2, and I have someone very special waiting on uh, the hotline. And he's very special to me. Because I had a chance to watch him play for my beloved team, the San Francisco 49ers. Please help me welcome Super Bowl champion Lee Woodall. He joins me right now. Good morning, my friend. It's a pleasure to have you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. As good as you can get on all the circumstances and things that are going around in uh, in the world these days, as you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. How are you holding up uh, during this pandemic? Uh, holding up pretty well. You know, I'm, I have contacts with certain people that tell us uh, what we should be taking. And, and uh, you know, a lot of this is preventive maintenance and you know wearing the mask and paying attention to that social distancing Mm -hmm. and doing the things that uh require of you you know um i think like i tell people it's almost like playing russian roulette i I tell them you know if you want to go out and not listen just just you know if you're playing russian roulette you don't know which bullet is live so you have to be very careful in your choices that you make and so so far, we've been okay and doing fine. We've had a couple of people that have experienced it, and uh, you know, uh, we've told them what to do and how to do it uh, from a couple of doctors that we know. Of course, you know, a lot of people are saying that there's things not working, but we did hear that D3 was a big thing to be taking right mm-hmm. now. It was, it was amazing that uh, the things and reports that we got back saying that D3 actually was working for some people. I couldn't believe it. So I tell my friends now to take D3 and make sure that it's in their system. Uh, yeah, but as soon as this pandemic hit, it just seems like it turned the world, it, t- it really turned this country upside down. Yeah, it did. It really did because, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, no names mentioned, I think certain people knew some things, 
But of course, they don't let the U.S. know because they don't want them to go into panic mode or start doing things. But sometimes you just got to let people know so you can prepare as a nation and you don't have to suffer. And I think that the it's been shown that, you know, keeping things inside and, and not doing it strategically and not going with your first instinct to make the things happen quickly you know, it causes this big uproar and all this stuff that's going on now and all the stuff that we have to deal with and hurting the economy, hurting sports and hurting a lot of other people, uh, employees, your job, your the way you live, the way you think. But, you know, sometimes change is good too. Change is good. I can't say that it's been all bad. I think uh, a lot of family members are getting closer back. Family is becoming back being important and you know work is being the secondary and i think that's a big change that uh, a lot of probably children and families are enjoying that hey my family is getting close to them and you know and the, of course people lost people and we, and we don't want to see anyone pass from this we want to see everyone make it through but you know there are going to be some casualties and the way that it is and you know it, it, it's just that way and i hope that each person that has passed has served their served their purpose here while they had that chance had a, uh there's a friend of mine who's also a sports talk host who lost his mom to uh the mm-hmm. coronavirus and you know people tend to think that it's a hoax and i've had people tell me that it's a hoax and i'm telling them no it is not a hoax i know a couple people that have lost someone very, very close to them uh, due to this. And if there was ever a time to come together and take some measures and nip this in the butt, even with the spikes that are going on, as I'm here in North Carolina, now's the time to act. It is. It is. And, and, you know, people think it's a hoax until it happens to them. And that's the part you don't want to get to. You don't want to think that something's a hoax until it happens to you. Uh, you know, and that's what the evidence is itself. It's like, uh, you know, what I tell people is when you look in the mirror, do you believe that's you? So why wouldn't you believe what you're seeing? You know, it, it's not a hoax. It's not a gimmick. It's not something, uh, you know, the, I'm sure the nation wouldn't want to just put something in the air to ruin the economy, to ruin to do all these things, you know, people are used yeah. to functioning, wanting to function normal. So this has changed their lifestyle. But it, it, you know, I want people to also look at the, you know, the positives in this. And even though there is a lot of negatives, we want to also pull out what we can to, to say what, um, you know, taking life more seriously. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on. There's where a lot of changes that are happening, as you know. It's just where can we find those positive things, and that's what we're looking for today. And, what are we finding that's positive and pulling away from? And and one of the big positives, it, it bears it bears repeating: families growing growing closer, more family more family time. You know, just sitting around talking and just being around just being around each other. As tough as these times are, that's a big positive, especially for me. Yeah, yeah, and and he probably noticed we we chase. We're in the U.S. We're known to chase so hard for the things in, in which we want. You know, we want a better lifestyle. We want to live a good lifestyle. We want to be able to feed our children. We want our kids to go to good schools. We want all these things, and so we get caught up in it. And sometimes we work so hard and put so much time in it that we actually lose the purpose of what family is all about Mm -hmm. and what friends are about and what unity is all about and what accomplishing a community is all about. We lose that. And I think with the things that have happened over the last couple months, it's really put a refocus back into the way things should be. And I hope that it's just not something that we have to continue to go through in order for this change to be permanent. You know, I think there needs to be some permanent changes that people start doing and start having. Absolutely. Lee Woodall, Super Bowl champion, joining me here, kicking off hour two of uh, Snowman in the Morning. You got to tell me about uh, Lee Woodall Speaks. This is how I found you when I saw Lee Woodall Speaks on, uh, on, on Facebook. 
and I immediately liked I immediately liked the page because as I said I remember you as a player but then I saw this and it really piqued my interest so if you could tell the fans about Lee Woodall Speaks well, Lee Woodall speaks is that I go out and I give motivational speeches and I talk to a lot of kids. I talk to businesses. I talk, I have various of people that I actually talk to. And I like to talk about the experience of not giving up. And I also like to talk about, you know, what I do and how I made it, how my downfalls actually helped me become a better person and help me understand that life isn't just about sports. There's more to life than sports. And we had to, I had to find that out the hard way, but I did find it out. But just knowing that I have a voice and that letting that voice be able to speak and be able to be an influence and to serve my purpose. But also there's many things that I do. I mean, there's things where I go and I have, you know, I'll do coaching and, and coaching where I'm just coaching you in business. I may coach you in, may coach a child into seeing something different and may coach adults or married couples. I'm also a minister, so that goes along with that line. So I do a lot of things in the nonprofit and plus being the NFL alumni president of the Philadelphia chapter that allows me to be in the community and to be able to see things from a different angle and to be able to participate and see the young uh, begin to want things and begin to see even adults who um, go through certain things that we participate in as a Philadelphia chapter. And we just begin to give to our community, but I'm also sit on the national board, uh, board of directors for the NFL alumni. So that's another thing that I have an influence, uh, being an influence on and being able to have a voice, you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking. <laughs> I'm probably the guy you see. He's quiet in the room, but when you ask him to speak, he's gonna speak. <laughs> that's what my wife teases. That's what my wife teases me about. But it's fun. It, it's it's really fun to have uh, uh, a big influence, you know. And I've had young people tell me that I have I have a big influence because I never gave up on my dream. If you could point to an event that knocked you down but also forced you to like get back up and get back on the trail. What would that event or events be? Well, you can look at many things in life. I remember going into the league. I was a rookie and I came from a division two school and, and you know how it is. You're a rookie you're coming from a division two school. Your crowds are probably about a thousand people at the most yeah. that you used to playing in front of and, you know, when I first went, got drafted in the sixth round, all of a sudden I had Notre Dame, Florida State, uh, Penn State, everybody, North Carolina, everybody was in front of me getting drafted. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I felt like I was coming in behind the eight ball, but I said I had nothing to lose. I said, you know, if I can play this game, I'm just going to show the skills I have. So I showed those skills, and, and, and it turned around for the best, and I ended up starting my rookie year and, and carried my career on for eight years in the NFL and won a Super Bowl and Pro Bowls. Uh, I enjoyed it, but it just shows that those things, if I would have been down on myself and, and looked at where I came from and looked at the fact that I didn't go to the combine and still got drafted, if I looked at those things and let them be a negative, I would have never went out there and gave it my all. But I didn't. I just gave it my all, and that was one of the obstacles. And then facing life after football, you know, that's one of the biggest stories. Uh, you face life after football. What does that look like? What is that? I, I mean, they didn't have as much stuff as we have now. Um, thank God that the NFL has changed that and has uh, brought on different programs, and, and players have spoken up about different programs that they need in their life. Thank God this is now the change. But when we first came out, you know, the suffering was figure life out, yeah. figure it out, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of guys didn't have to figure it out because you played this sport for so long and that's all you knew. And you thought your name could carry you, but your name could carry you. Your name could also get you in trouble too. So you mm -hmm. have to be very careful. So I had a little bit of downfall with that and went through a time in my life where all of a sudden I was just chasing dreams and chasing chasing things of uh, of where I could be financially and stay financially. I was just chasing those things, and I couldn't believe that 
there was no help there. There was no, you know, people looked at you like you were the money pit or looked at you like you just had it all. And you just, but the hidden side of you was just saying, you know, I'm suffering and I don't know my way out of a paper bag. Can someone help me get out this paper bag? But, you know, you, the pride, the different things and, and, and that you go through as a player and the changes, that was the biggest thing. Those changes, you didn't know how, I didn't know how to adapt to them. But then I went through a hard time in my life and that caused me to have to change and caused me to have to take a look at life differently. You know, wanting to have sports gyms, wanting to have um, car washes, restaurants, looking at all of this stuff. But, you know, and I tell players today, you know, don't look at that because let me tell you something, work there for a year and then see if you really want to do this as a business venture, if you want to really be in that. And most guys will say, I'm not working there for a year. Well, I wouldn't advise you to open that up because <laughs> you're not going to know everything. You're not going to know everything about it. So right. I went through some suffering through that and, and finding myself. And then when I found myself, but you, it, once I found myself and found out, you know, deep down inside, hey, you got to slow it down. You got to not, the world isn't like this. It's just, the life is different. And so I had to figure it out. So that downfall caused me to revamp myself, re-put myself back together along with God. Of course, God was the center and my father's a pastor been pastoring for over 50 years so the thing is he was god was the center that helped me ground myself and find myself and i know some people may not believe as i believe but that's what helped me and i'm not asking people to follow the same thing i follow but you know everyone has to have that thing that helps them get over the hump and that was one of the things the things that helped me get over the hump and for me to know that I could do this and I could get back up. And even though my name was fame, my name also took on shame, but then my name took back to fame. But now it's just making sure that I stay there and making sure that I uh, watch my steps and, and also that I'm smart about what I do. And those are the things now, and I'm looking at life and it's just changing so fast and people are changing so fast that it's almost hard to keep up, as you say. Yeah, yeah, it is almost hard to keep up. Super Bowl champion Lee Woodall joining me here to kick off Hour 2. And real quick, take me through that Super Bowl experience down in Miami. When uh... <laughs> You sure you want my experience? Let me tell you, <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but it's been, it's been this, uh, it, it, it's coming out in, in this uh uh, written story that they that they did or that they that's being done on me and um and it talks about that it talks about the Super Bowl year how you know I came in coming as a rookie and I was used to playing you know eleven games or ten games because we yeah. weren't making it to the playoffs in Division Two uh, you know it was it was something I made it to the playoffs one year but then that was it but. After that, my career was just, oh, 10 games, that's what we're going to enjoy. Then I get to relax and, and enjoy and the season's over. So, <laughs> you know, you have preseason, you got regular season, you got postseason. But as a rookie, you got to stay in the game because you got to learn it. And mm -hmm. I was with Deion Sanders, Ricky Jackson, uh, you name it, uh, Jerry Rice. I was with Steve Young and all yep. those guys. I was with the, I was with Hall of Famers, Richard Dent. God rest his soul. I was with those guys. And if you think about it, right, Kenny Norton, Gary Plummer, I'm with a bunch of Hall of Famers veterans and all this other stuff. Yeah. If you yeah. look at the whole thing, right, I'm coming in as a rookie that hasn't played that many games, 10 games in his life. Now you're telling me, oh, you got four games of preseason. Oh, you got 16 games of regular season. Oh, you, by the way, you got four more games for postseason. <laughs> what? That's 20? What? Uh, me? 24 games? Are you kidding me? No. Really? Okay. I see. So by the time I get to the Super Bowl, everybody's looking at me and wondering, why am I so quiet? I'm just like, okay. there. You know, it's big hype. It's all this. And I'm yeah. just like, to me, I'm like, this is another game. This is the last game of the season. This is it. So I'm really calm about it. And I don't know what I was thinking or what was going through my head. I guess I was just so calm at yeah. the moment that that happened that it was, it was like, 
when is this going to be over? Right. <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm tired. This is more <laughs> games than I played before. Yeah. Right? So I'm sitting there, and they they're looking at me. And it's like, what all? <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I'm like, nothing. You're not excited to be here? Yes. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm pretty glad when this game is over. I right. can finally rest. I'm like, is this how long this you can, is? <laughs> you can finally sleep for two weeks. <laughs> exactly. So then, you know, when the game happened and, and the excitement was there and after the Super Bowl and we're screaming and you're yelling and I'm happy and I'm like, whoo. How you feel? The people are like, "Oh, I'm going to Disney World or whatever," and I'm like, "I'm going home. I'm right. resting. <laughs> I'm rest. My body is beat up." <laughs> How do you feel? I'm going to bed. <laughs> exactly. So that was my experience, and then you know, as the years went by, I knew how hard it was to get there, and yeah. that experience is something that you. You gotta enjoy when you get it because you don't know when you're going back and you don't know if you have that second chance. And you know, of course, when the 49ers lost uh, lost their lost the Super Bowl, you know, I purely felt the pain that they felt mm-hmm. when they lost because there was so much that went into that and so much that went into the season and where they had come from and being down and all of a sudden now back up. It's just the pain of that was so devastating. And I was like, you know, I didn't get the experience that of losing. I got the experience winning, but when they lost, I actually felt it because I know what that felt like. Cause we made it to the playoffs several years after that yeah. and missed the Super Bowl by one game several years after that. Yeah. 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 I, rem- I remember those times I've been a 49er faithful since 81. So I've been through the, I've been through the ups and downs, and like I said, I enjoyed uh, what I enjoyed watching you play and everyone that has come through the organization. That is Super Bowl champion Lee Woodall joining me here to uh, kick off hour two of the program. And if you have a chance, go on to Facebook and look up Lee Woodall speaks. There's some very, very positive messages that are there. All right, so check him. So check him out. I've had an absolute blast having a conversation with you, my friend, and I'd love to have you back. Hey, I appreciate it. And anytime you just let me know and we'll make it happen and, and, and stay safe, stay safe. And, you know, make sure you take that D3, take yep. that D3 yeah, and make sure you get that in the system. We, you know, take what we can. Uh, we're not saying that, that it's something that is a miracle, but, you know, whatever we can do that can prevent something, hey, why not try it? I appreciate it. You stay safe too, my friend. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Cole Johnson joins me again after this. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-598-1698. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-598-1698. That's 800-598-1698. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. As a volunteer, you deliver a hot, nutritious meal and a friendly hello to someone just like your mother, grandfather, or next door neighbor. These seniors are inspiring people with incredible stories to share, and they love to see you. The smiles you get back are priceless. 
Delivering with Meals on Wheels is easy, and you don't have to drive like me for it to be quick. You can volunteer your lunch break once a week or just once a month. With one in six seniors facing hunger and many more living in isolation, your lunch break can make a real difference. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Today's program is presented in part by Monkey Knife Fight. What the heck is Monkey Knife Fight, you ask? Well, it's a daily fantasy service with different games to win you money. If you're new to MKF, when you register, use the promo code SNOWMAN, that's me, to receive a 100% deposit bonus on up to 50 bucks at MKF and start playing daily games today. You know I'm already there. I'm winning cash and taking names, so I'll be sharing my favorite picks throughout the course of the show. Again, to get 50 bucks free, just sign up at monkeyknifefight.com, use the promo code SNOWMAN, that's me, when you make your first deposit. And oh, by the way, tell them Snowman sent you. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within? Um. C, look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have to- Ta-da! Twinsies! (laughs) I kinda love it. (laughs) As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information, contact You Gotta Believe at yougottabelieve.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. This is Snowman in the Morning. <laughs> Where true sports talk lives. He did what? I did not need to be told that. Hour 2 continues. Thanks to Lee Woodall for stopping by, sharing his experiences with the 49ers, and Lee Woodall speaks. And uh, thank you. Uh, he's also the president of the uh, NFL Alumni Association, Philadelphia chapter. Hope all those folks are enjoying listening to the show and enjoyed listening to the interview. Cole Johnson there, Snowman here. And for the final part of our show, folks, I teased it all throughout our one bronze sexuals are not going to be happy with us and i'm going to open the floor by saying the following and cole said this to me and it's so true if lebron didn't say shut the league down it wouldn't be shut down danger or no danger oops and and i still stand by that statement so do i so do i LeBron didn't say shut it down, so it wouldn't be shut down. Mm-hmm. LeBron didn't say put a pin in it, so they won't put a pin in it. Mm-hmm. LeBron didn't say let's play it safe and wait till next year, so it ain't happening. Yeah. And you know, there, and that's the inherent danger. You you have you have a player who who influences the league to the point where the commissioner basically like the old, old school ludicrous song. When I move, you move. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> silver does not move unless LeBron breathes the thought. And it is just like that. Yep. So, uh, you know, and, and, and people could be upset with me about saying that. And people have been. Oh, I just smile at that. They're upset at both of us <laughs> because we're speaking truth. Yeah, I smile at that, but it's just the truth. Exactly. It's just the truth because he has to see. I get it. Twilight of his career. Yep. Even though he's on a really good team now, his chances of winning rings are dwindling. I understand that. Fully grasp it. Mm-hmm. But championship pursuits, I don't care who it is, even if this was Jordan doing this, or in my case, even if it was Olajuwon doing this, yes. I would still have the same stance 
that I have now, mm-hmm. which is I don't care what ring you're trying to chase, either first or next. This pales in comparison to what is going on in the world right now, and it just does not need to happen. No, it doesn't. And you can have the you can have the glee of, ooh, LeBron is this close to getting his fourth championship in ten tries. <laughs> But he's he's this close to getting his fourth ring, and I'm excited. You you all really want to have this type of season where I don't care who you are, I don't care what um, prognosticator it is, they're going to give you the asterisk, and it's not necessarily because of who won the championship, but it's going to be the COVID nineteen asterisk because mm-hmm. the season the season the season already will be shortened. Yeah. So, so you'll celebrate the ring, or you probably will take the tax that pretty much the 1999 Spurs do, because you had a strike-shortened season there, and, they played and people in our yeah, for yeah, play 50 games, and people even like Shaquille said that uh, that uh, Duncan shouldn't count that that ring because it was a shortened season. Mm-hmm. My thought would be. My man, I love you. I love you, Big Aristotle. But if you were the if you were the recipient of that ring, you'd claim it lock, stock, and barrel. Easy. Just like Tim does. Yeah. And why wouldn't so, he claim that ring? He won it. And why wouldn't he claim the ring? Yes. And why wouldn't he claim that ring? Exactly. I mean, he won it in he won it in five games. What's a problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, fine. You could do that. I'm happy with that. I wouldn't put an asterisk. I don't care who wins the championship. I don't put an asterisk on it. Nor do I. My issue, and I believe my brother here echoes the same as I do, is you shouldn't push the ring as the forefront thought of your mind when it comes to thousands of people being safer. Bingo. Bingo. You know, and that I mean, is my <laughs> issue here. Period. Period. And, I'm and sorry, that's mine ahead, also. Ahead, that's mine also. That's my issue also. Mm-hmm. Rings and money before before safety? No, thank you. No, sir. No, sir. Exactly. Wouldn't. Uh, can't do it. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when do people? When are people going to grasp a thought, a logical thought about safety being before pursuit of championships? I don't know. I don't know. What alerts me is the joy and the glee people had having the NBA season resume. Yes, primarily because of this. Primarily because, oh, LeBron gets to chase after his ring again. So it's quite possible he will win his championship. Which I don't think or which I don't think he will. What, yeah, I don't think he will either. Or even more to my favor, we get a Clippers Lakers possible NBA Finals matchup. Maybe a conference finals matchup. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would like that more, but it still pales in comparison to health. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Ka- Kawhi gets to defend his ring, even though he's not a Raptor; he's a Clipper. Mm-hmm. I love I love Kawhi. I would actually like to see him win his ring, uh, uh, his, his his next ring. Yeah, but it, it doesn't it doesn't mean as much as his or others' health. No, it doesn't. And 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 that's the issue I've had ever since April. Number twenty three, who wears the purple and gold. He didn't say it out of his mouth, but he said it with his actions. Yeah, he said that I will not push this button. I will not issue the code red. He should have. <laughs> I mean, 
I look, will not Adam, issue the code red. Listen, Adam Silver should have overruled and said, look, I'm the button, not you. Yes. Yes. Adam yes. Silver should have stepped in and said, you know what? You're not in charge here. I am. And what have I said about Adam Silver when it comes to his dealings with LeBron James? Adam Silver is nothing but a puppet. Mm -hmm. I've said it several times, and people have gotten mad at me, and I don't care. Adam Silver is not the commissioner. LeBron is. They've gotten angry at you for telling the truth. Oh, my bad. Yep. So sorry. Yep, they've gotten <laughs> mad at me for telling the truth. They've gotten mad at me for saying, for saying what needs to be said. And they still continue to get mad at me. <laughs> like you said, it's the truth. I mean, Silver doesn't make a move unless LeBron does. And and it is tantamount to the line in Malcolm X where, <laughs> where you see the Nation of Islam march away from the hospital along mm -hmm. with Malcolm. Yep. And, and you see the cop look at the throng marching away from him. And the cop says, quote, that's just too much power for one man to have. Uh-huh. Close quote. And that's exactly the premise here. That is just too much power for one man to have. That's just too much influence for one man to have. And, it, and, and come at me by saying that this is jealousy talk. No, it's not. It's not. Come, come at me by saying it's hate talk. No, it's not. Mm-mm. You can come at me and say it's true talk. I'll I'll nod at you and say you're exactly right. It most assuredly is. It is the truth. Look at the actions. <laughs> Look at his actions. I mean, uh, do we do we have to go there? Please. Do we open these fool's eyes? 2010. The decision. <laughs> Oh, yes, I forgot. In all this pandemic, the 10th anniversary of that debacle happened. Yes. That's right. And you said the correct word, debacle. Mm-hmm. Oh, and people got angry at me when I called. I called it the day he did it a debacle, and people got so angry at me for that. I was up in a booth calling a, a baseball game. My friend Richard Morgan was with, was with me, and the word came down that he made his decision. I looked at Richard and he looked at me and I said, so LeBron made his decision. Whoopee. Who bleeping cares? <laughs> Who bleeping cares? It was a debacle then, it's a debacle now, and it's a debacle that he has that much power over a league. Period. I remember talking to a, a, a basketball fan but it, 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 but she was a little distant as a basketball fan. Mm -hmm. it, more along, more along the lines of, you know, I, I like who I like and not I really go for a team type of thing. Oh God! And she so happened to like LeBron. Oh God! And twice. And the moment, the moment I saw that he was doing his circus of having team. You want to know how powerful this guy is. Think back to when he had teams come to him in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. He didn't travel to their cities. They came to no. him. He built a hotel in Cleveland, and team after team came to the hotel to book time to see him. him. That went on for a week plus. And the moment I heard the moment I heard the wire saying, "Well, LeBron's about to make a decision, and he will, and we will find out what team he will be on in the ninety-minute special on ESPN." I said, "Oh Lord, yeah, I said, get, get ready, get ready for burnt jerseys." Mm -hmm. I knew then, yeah, he was not going to be continuing on as a calf. I knew then, yeah, same. And so after he said his, I'm taking my town to South Beach and all of that crap and blah, 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 blah and woo and uh, Yeah, 90, 90 the, minutes for a 30-second yeah. announcement. Basically. 
the, the woman about, I think, two or three days out said, you know something? I really love the fact that LeBron had the, the, the gumption to really do something. Of course, he disguised it in it being a, a, a charitable function because yep. he donated $3 million to the Boys and Girls Club, which is fine. I, I'm not going to change the sugar coat. Can't knock that. No. I can't knock that if I try. But... He, he painted. <laughs> he, he put that veneer over that decision. I'm sorry. That, yeah. that's just how it is. Yeah, he did. And so, she, and so she said, "Well, you know, that was a great thing, and you know, and and that was and that was revolutionary. Revolutionary." I, I said, "I said to her, hold up, time out. He says, hold the phone, stop. Penalty flag on the field before you continue. Did you say revolution? Oh, yes, she, she said it was revolutionary. Yes, that's the word she used." revolutionary then i have a three-word response before you continue please revolutionary my ass well since i can't curse that pretty much would be my sentiment <laughs> <laughs> and it almost was mine to her but uh, <laughs> i responded i responded to her i said it was disrespectful to northeastern ohio for him to be on network TV to make his announcement. This basically is nothing more than maybe a two to three minute, but of course his being is bigger. So it would be extrapolated to about 10 mm-hmm. minute yep. press conference where he could have gone to Miami, held up the Jersey, shook Pat Riley's hand and, and, and the Falcon is the, the owner Arison is his last name. Like the first name always, always escapes me when I talk about the heat. But shake the, the Heat owner's hand, shake Pat Riley's hand, shake Eric Spolster's hand, and be like, yeah, this is my team now. It would have been better it served for him had- to do that. Now, you still would have had the anger that he left Cleveland, mm-hmm. but it would have been better served for that. He Having have him the- do it in a 90-minute special, it was absolutely short-sighted of him. Yeah. Because it was a it, – it was – it was an absolute huge double fingered F you to Cleveland. You couldn't and, hey, you couldn't <laughs> do it and I'm really gonna piss off some bron some bronze sexuals here. You couldn't have him do it the way, oh, I don't know, Kevin Durant did it. Which was to fly to Oakland, California, have a car waiting for him. Go in, sign your contract, and then you have your first set of interviews with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it that no. way. Couldn't no, do it instead, that way. <laughs> no. Instead, first appearance in first appearance in Miami as a Heat. No, he wears a jersey. Wears a jersey alongside Chris Bosh and, and Dwayne Wade. And his, when his time when his time was to talk in American Airlines Arena. He talks up the crowd and saying, "You know we're gonna win championships." Yeah, not three, not four, not four, not five, not, five, not, not six, six, not seven. I'm not joking. Yep. I'm like, dude, really? Ain't no, it's not even. It's not even. It's not even. Uh, you're not gonna make it to that many finals. It's there's no way you're gonna be there that long. And I, mean, I felt it even then. I mean, there is no way you're going to be out there that long. You are a mercenary right now. That's it. A hired one. <laughs> Can I get a witness? You are... A hired mercenary. <laughs> you I'll say it again. So a sports version of a mercenary. I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah. it again. He was the same for Cleveland for a few years, and he's the same way now with the Lakers. He's a hired mercenary. And look, more power to you. Get your paper, son. I yes, don't care. Absolutely. It's just the it's just the <laughs> it's just the fact that people are just so <laughs> I will always go here. They they're just so they're just so ready to mm-hmm. drop to both knees, <laughs> grab your member and perform fellatio and sl- on and, you and so slurp. quick. And slurp. That's it. So quick. That it's just it's just absolutely mind-boggling upsetting. 
It's it like is. this man can do no wrong. Yeah, it is. This man can do no wrong. So that's why I could frame his debacle of the decision to be in that in that same boat as not pressing the code red to end the twenty twenty season. Mm-hmm. Because he has so many of you who excuse whatever he does because he's great. And they he continue to the excuse what I've he does. Seen on the court. And they continue to excuse what he does. Mm-hmm. They continue to excuse it. I, it, it, they continue to excuse it. It is more important to have these people healthy, these players healthy, mm-hmm. these athletes healthy. Yep. Than for any of us to cheer on one of these athletes who's in the twilight of his career to pursue another championship. It is not as if we have not seen, it is not as if we have lacked seeing LeBron James pursue a championship. I mean, didn't, didn't we just come off of a stretch where he was playing into June eight straight seasons? Yep. (sighs) Yep. And, and and they get mad at that that he didn't win all of them, and they get mad at that that oh. he didn't win that he didn't win all of them. Listen, I will say this again, and I will continue to say it, and I know my brother agrees with me. LeBron is a fantastic athlete. He's an incomplete basketball player. I've said it the Most entire seventeen certainly. years that he's been in the league. Most certainly, I've said it for the entire Most seventeen certainly. years he's yes. been in the league. Now. You want to say that Kevin Durant made a horrible decision leaving Oklahoma City and going to Golden State? I'll make a comparison that my partner made here on this program. When Kevin Durant went to Oakland, we saw the best Kevin Durant in Golden State. We saw the best Kevin Durant just like we saw the best LeBron in Miami. Because Kevin Durant is not afraid to be coached. Because Kevin Durant is not afraid to up his game. And oh, by the way, bronze sexual, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold Talk up. Talk to me. I. Talk to me. Email bronze sexual group. <laughs> Subject of email incomplete player. Mm. Body of email. Okay, bronze sexual. Okay, bronze sexual. Listen to me carefully. This is not Cole Johnson doing this, but he's in agreement with what I'm about to do. This is me. This is, as many people have called me, the biggest LeBron James hater on the planet. Fine. I'll be that. I'll be that. I was spoiled by Julia Serving. I was spoiled by Larry Bird. I was definitely spoiled by Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon. Players that actually knew the game and actually thought the game and actually played the game the way that they thought. Michael Jordan for 13 years in Chicago, Julius Irving for 15 years in Philadelphia and the ABA. Julius Irving is so great, he was a champion in two leagues. Can LeBron say that? No. Can LeBron say that he actually carried a team to a championship? No, because he didn't carry Miami to a championship. Dwayne Wade did. And by the way, Dwayne Wade did it well before LeBron arrived. Remember 2006 against the Dallas Mavericks? Now then, let's speed up to 2017 when Kevin Durant is busy busy running roughshod through the Western Conference. He and the Warriors are running roughshod through the Western Conference. He and the Warriors are so are gelling so well as a team that Stephen Curry gave up some of the, some of his shots for Kevin Durant. Klay Thompson mm-hmm. did the same thing, and when mm-hmm. LeBron and KD met in the World Championship Series in 2017, what was the talk of the series? Oh my God, LeBron's averaging a triple double in the finals. Here's the problem. LeBron and the Cavs are also busy getting their ass kicked. So much so. So much so. That before Cleveland could blink 
in game five, which was the clincher in Oakland at Oracle Arena. God bless Oracle Arena. Mm -hmm. It was 98 to 93. And before LeBron could blink, the Warriors had 120 points. And besides game four, game five was the only game where the Cavs had 120 points or more. Two games in that series, the Cavs had 120 points. Want to know what the problem is? The Warriors averaged near 120 points for the entire series. And Kevin Durant was named MVP. And by the way, LeBron may have scored 41 in Game 5, but Durant had 39 and 10 rebounds. Stephen Curry had 34. Now, Bronze Sexual, you're just so happy and so elated that LeBron's getting a chance to pursue his fourth title in 10 tries if he gets there. Yeah, um, Bronze Sexual, listen to me. He would still fall short of Michael Jordan, who I still feel is the greatest player to ever do it. Because Michael never lost in the World Championship Series. Because Michael never saw a seventh game in the World Championship Series. And unlike LeBron, Michael had a killer instinct. Anybody remember Game 5 in 1997 against the Utah Jazz? He was playing with the flu. And still dropped 38 points. Meanwhile, LeBron gets cramps because there's not an air conditioner in San Antonio. Speaking of non-air conditioners, let's go back to 1984. It was 99 degrees in the Boston Garden, and Larry Bird put up a triple-double to put his team up three games to two in 1984 against the Los Angeles Lakers. Came back, lost game six, won game seven in Boston Garden, putting up 26 points and carrying his team to a win. Can LeBron say that honestly? No. Is he going to have an opportunity to claim this title? I don't think so, because the Lakers are an incomplete team. And what heads an incomplete team? An incomplete player. Sorry. If the truth hurts, live with it. And to LeBron himself, if the truth hurts that you're an incomplete player, do something about it, will you? Sincerely, Brian Snow, CEO, Snowman Digital Media, host and creator, Snowman in the Morning, along with Cole Johnson of Cole Sports with a Z. Send. <laughs> one thing I have to add on that one. <laughs> And that is, I was I heard talk. You were you were mentioning uh, Killer Instinct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I heard talk that supposedly you know, LeBron has had more game winners than Kobe and and LeBron and then and Kobe and Jordan. And I said, well, he may have. Mm-hmm. But it's more to having a killer instinct than just hitting game winners. You know what? You know, these bronze sexuals. There's a whole lot more to it. Listen. Yeah. Let, let me. I, I got something here. And I think this is appropriate how we close the show here. Let's go back mm -hmm. to February 16th, 1989. Scene of the crime, Chicago Stadium. Teams playing crime. Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Jim Durham, take it away. I, well, yeah, it, well, I'll have to find it. But. You, you 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 realize, folks. There's there's more. Cole, continue your point about having more than killer. In, there's more to killer instinct. Yeah, it, it's all well and good that the dude could take the last shot and hit the last shot and 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 all of that. Mm -hmm. But it's it's not about the last shot. Yeah, you know, it's it's not just about the last. Shot, it's about the last six minutes of a fourth quarter <laughs> or, or it's about, yeah, it is. It's about, uh, it's about a game six. If your team is down three to two. And yes, I, I understand bronze sexual 
LeBron had a 45, 15, 6 game in that instance. Yes, mm-hmm. I got that. I know. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but those are the scenarios where you where, where you, you almost don't even have to say it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like... Well, like for instance, with with the Warriors, I don't even have to mention uh, Jordan, Mm-mm. the Warriors. No, they've twice been down three games to two that I can remember in the playoffs. And and guess who happened to be the person that people were saying or thinking was going to pull them to a game seven? Not Stephon Curry. Nope. Not Kevin Durant. Clay not Thompson. Draymond Green. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. So if you have the reputation of doing something big in big time moments, you're going to receive that type of thinking or that type of speech toward them. When have you heard that about LeBron? Never. You haven't. You never heard him be clutch. You've heard him be, you've heard people say about him. He's diverse. He, he takes little bits of different pieces of people, of people's games that he was a Vuntikint when he was young and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and he he was able to play a pro's game at nineteen and twenty, but you know, it, it never was. He's the guy that when the chips are down, you need to have the ball in his hands. Prime example: the two thousand eight Olympic team. Yep, was he the clutch player on that team? Uh-uh. I don't think so. Nope, he wasn't. <laughs> I would believe I would believe that would be one Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe Bean, and and he earned that. He did. Because un- unlike LeBron, Kobe, God rest you, brother, did have that killer instinct. God bless you, Kobe. Now, I found the clip that I'm looking for, and I think this is appropriate how we close out our proceedings today. We're heading into a little overtime, but I can't let this go right. without playing this. I'll set it up again. Scene of the crime, Chicago Stadium, February 16th, 1989, a day before the GOAT's birthday. And speaking of GOAT, Jim Durham. Pressy looks to bring it in. He comes in and throws it away. The Bulls have it. Here comes Michael Jordan on the drive. Five seconds. Jordan on the drive. Right of the lane. 18 third. Yeah! 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 Bang. <laughs> iceberg mm-hmm. that was the most beautiful thing that was the yeah. tip of his iceberg mm-hmm. that was the tip of his iceberg have we ever seen that with LeBron no are we ever going to see that with LeBron not after 17 years if he hadn't shaped up his game then what makes you think he's going to shape it up now They're trying to groove a road, and I'll close with this. They're trying to groove a road for him to win a title. I said it. I said it, and I mean it. They're trying to... They're trying to pave the road, as as the phrase goes. They're trying to pave the road for him to win. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> it, it is just so obvious, man. It is so obvious. Isn't that's it? What they're doing. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they they they, they constructed a bubble in Orlando. They they constructed a bubble situation in Orlando just because they want to see him pursue a championship. Really? Mm-hmm. MJ would have said, man, put a pin in this and we'll come back in October. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes you go, really? Yeah. It, it just. So it, this is important now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not for me, it ain't. <laughs> and we're going to have more on. We're going to have more on this tomorrow. I got Danny Thompson scheduled to come by. Scott, Coach Scott Fields scheduled to come by tomorrow. It's going to be a potluck Friday, but I bet you the biggest part of it is going to be 
surrounding the NBA. Trust me on that because the scrimmages start today. For Cole Johnson, I'm the snowman wishing you all a great, great day. Have a great day. God bless. Remember to make your next move your best move. And always remember, if your dreams don't scare you, then they are not big enough. Dream big, do bigger. We are, and we hope you all are too. And we're going to add to this team and make it even better. Y'all better watch out, especially when the SDM Sports Network launches season 25. We're out of here. See you later.